Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Potential has been what my career has been all about. Things that I've dreamed about have actually come true. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Things have happened in my life as I kind of hoped they would happen. It's been, I mean, just a complete evolution. You know, how I just kept kind of fighting and clawing to continue to to power forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep trying to make progress. So when I look at over 20 years, I look, look how far I've come. But there's not one step that I took where I realized, look how far I've come. But those series of steps that I put together, um, 
I go, wow, that's, man, that's quite a journey. Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Evolution of Sports Talk Television here live nightly. Technical division, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. On tonight's show, we'll have Joshua Cole Allen on. Uh, he was out at training camp today uh, watching the Bucks and giving us his analysis. And then we will also get your phone calls. As always, we'll have Rick Hughes from the Chief Seats. But of course, 727-255-0391 and 727-255-0391. Join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook, of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the Chris Landry uh, Network, of course, the Chris Landry Twitch channel. Before we start this out, though, uh, this night and every night is brought to you by MyCannabisCard.com, the nation's first and largest cannabis card doctor network and home of the guaranteed fast-track cannabis card approval with over 2,500 state-licensed doctors and 30-plus qualifying conditions. My Cannabis Card is by far the easiest and most cost-effective way to secure your cannabis card and the comforts of your own home. Again, it's MyCannabisCard.com. Tell them the Sports Web, Peter Blake, and Bucks Report sent you. And if that wasn't enough, the Tampa Bay Lightning went in overtime 4-3. to three. What a perfect segue for this guy right here. Mr. Joshua Cole Allen, welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. <laughs> and how does it feel, my friend, to be tied up one-to-one with the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning? It looks like this could go six or seven, right? Yeah, it looks like to be a great series. And, I mean, you know, one-one, I'll take that split and down in Tampa. It's back to Boston now for the next two games. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that would be the case under normal circumstances, but – uh, you know, the Lightning look good. The Bruins look good. We have to remember, obviously, the Bruins are playing with their backup goaltender after Tuka Rask, uh, you know, left the team abruptly during, you know, the playoff run. Sure. Um, so for what Halak has been able to do in there, I have nothing but the confidence. We've seen the perfection line at work. Obviously, you guys are playing without McDonough and, you know, Stammer still up for you guys. So uh, it's going to be a great series. I said this from the beginning. We got that bet going on, you know, I'm keeping that Bruins jersey nice and good for you just – 
uh, for when for when the Tampa Bay Lightning lose. So uh, it's going to be a good series. I'm excited to see another back to back tomorrow uh, at eight o'clock. Fortunately, or not unfortunately, I'll be doing my show the Audible, but I'll I'll be catching it right after that. So uh, hopefully, not too much happens that first hour. Well, I tell you right now, it's a fat chance I'm going to be wearing that Boston jersey because you're going to be wearing a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt or jer- I don't even have a jersey. I have a shirt. <laughs> no, whatever. Something uh, to wear here on the sports web when you come on. But you were out there at a uh, Bucks training camp. Uh, what's your original thoughts? I mean, what's your um, your your initial thoughts of uh, camp out there? What did you get the most out of? Ah uh, man, just Tom Brady. His arm is as sharp as ever. It's more lively than it's been the past. Uh, uh, not say last year because I wasn't at training camp last year for the Patriots, but the three years prior to that, uh, the ball's coming out quick. Uh, the release is still there. The arm strength looks even stronger. The guy's definitely reinvigorated. Uh, you know, Gronk looks great out there. Mike Evans, the communication uh, that he provides is everything that we've heard from. You know, echoed from the coaches. Just with uh, his ability to after plays, you heard him talking to, uh, you know, Jay Watt, he calls him, uh, Justin Watson, and, uh, you know, Scooter, who calls Scooty Juice. Uh, so he's got his nicknames for the guys. It looks like the chemistry, the rapport is there. Um, it looks strong. I'm, I'm very excited. Defense looked great. Offense looked great. Uh, there's different parts of the practice that, um, you know, that, that you're allowed to videotape and allowed to watch. Uh, when you first get there, they're all doing individual drills. So you have the running backs with the running backs working on pass protection, uh, defensive linemen working on getting off the ball and staying low in their snap, uh, offensive linemen working on sled drills and, you know, double team blockings, trying to get off double teams. Quarterbacks will throw wet balls, uh, obviously something, you know, with this weather down here, unpredictable uh, in Tampa Bay. It's nice, you know, for them to get that comfortability level. Field goal kickers look pretty good. There's a couple misses. Uh, bad misses wide left by both kickers. Um, but all in all, practice looked really good. Linebackers were working on coverage drills, inside linebackers, outside linebackers were working on footwork and catching the balls, coming out of breaks. Uh, it was a lot to take in, a lot to see, and uh, this team looked sharp. Uh, if I wasn't excited before, I'm definitely excited now uh, seeing them on the field and seeing them practice. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk of the kicking and maybe too much talk yeah, here on this so. show. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it's definitely an important facet of uh, of this team overall. You know, it's all about three uh, three keys: you know, yeah. offense, defense, and special teams. And if you don't have special teams and field goal kicking, you're going to lose some games. A, a lot of the talk has also been the running back situation. What did you see out there today? Uh, running backs look good. Rojo had a long break uh, for a run. It looked about forty yards out. Uh, he was greeted in the end zone with, uh, you know, Ryan Jensen was right there, gave a big hug, hug on him. Obviously, the defense, you know, kind of bit their lips a little bit right there. But there was some good back and forth goal line stance. Rojo got stuffed twice, um, one on the inside run. The other was an outside run for tackle for a loss. Keyshawn Vaughn made a nice run to the outside for a touchdown, working against the number two defense with um, Blaine Gabbard back there. They look good. A uh, couple of drop balls in receiving and pass catching. One of them was by Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Raymond Clay, which would have been a surefire touchdown if he held on to it. Um, but they look pretty good, uh, solid all the way around. Obviously, we know the biggest thing with this team is going to be pass protection and holding on to that ball. Um, so running backs on a whole, I would say they look good. The, deep, the offense as a whole looked really good, especially in that goal line. Uh, formation. They had OJ Howard had two touchdown catches. One of them was a rifle uh, just in the back of the end zone. Scotty Miller had a toe tapper in the back of the end zone, which was nice to see. There's some good coverage by our guy Quentin Bell. 
on Keyshawn Vaughn, which forced Gabbard to throw to the opposite side of the field for an incompletion. Uh, he also registered a uh, whistled sack. So, you know, good to see him do, showing out out there. Uh, Reed Sinet looked good. You know, another guy that's a friend of the show, snapping the ball uh, on key to his targets, didn't have any drops, didn't any errant, didn't have any errant passes or anything like that. Uh, there was one play uh, during wide receiver quarterback drills where uh, it looked like Mike Evans slipped on what would have been probably a surefire connection. Uh, one of the rare, you know, times that you know he miss, messes up on a on a route. But all in all, I really think that this team is gelling ahead of pace, which is what we're hearing from these coaches mm-hmm. and from the players. Uh, they look really good. Defense looks strong. A lot of jarring. There's one time where they didn't get all lined up in goal line. Uh, with all 11 guys and you know Bruce Arians he's not bashful he let them hear it a uh, lot of profanity coming from him uh, made him huddle up and run it again so a uh, lot of good stuff a lot of good takeaways hold that thought we're going to go out to the phone lines here of course open phone line 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391 it's the sports web I'm your host Peter Blake uh, happy about that lightning win with Joshua Cole Allen, a Boston Bruins fan himself. Let's go out to the phone lines here. Uh, Mr. Tampa Bay, Ray Kennedy. Welcome. Uh, you cut me off and for Ray. He's just going to gloat in my face too. Both of you now. Go ahead, Ray. Josh, I just two questions if I could, guys. First of all, thanks. Thanks for talking about the camp for those of us that can't be there. And it's so great having you out there today. But two questions real quick. One, was Tom Brady – as vocal as what you're hearing from other outlets or an SI and you're reading about, but more importantly to me, Joshua, was the offensive line getting in and out of a huddle with a swagger and kind of a sway to them, or do they look like they're playing pensive or still trying to get their protection schemes, you know, perfected? That was all. No, uh, I mentioned this too on my Twitter feed that the difference is night and day between Gabbert and uh, Tom Brady behind the huddle. He makes his check. You hear him call, you know, obviously, you know, Devin White was the guy. So 45, 45 was all, always out there. Uh, the way he gets everybody lined up, the way he surveys the field is everything that's advertised and everything that was advertised in New England, he's pretty much brought down here. But like I said, I see a new vigor in him. I, I, he's he's excited to learn a new playbook and get to his teams. He even ran a touchdown in on goal line. The field is wide open. He ran it in. I'm sure he might not have made it if it was full tackling. But uh, th- he's ready to go. He's pumped up. And, um, yeah, just that th- the way he makes these calls, um, you know, the way he makes these calls in the, you know, coming out of the snap and reading the defense and, uh, you know, just checking his playbook and checking out of different reads and different situations is everything that you could want it to be. And uh, Gabbert, he's, uh, he's got more of a deeper voice. Um, but when you hear that Brady say hot, like it just sends chills down your spine because you know football's here, it's coming. And as for the offensive line, yeah, they're looking really good. Um, I, I didn't see really any bad pressures um, from either side. Donovan Smith did have uh, Shaq Barrett. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it was Trishan Wirfs. Trishan Wirfs let up a whistled sack to Shaq Barrett. Um, but he's obviously going against the sack leader and it's something he's learning on. But other than that, he looked really good. Uh, run, his run blocking was his came as advertised. Uh, Donovan Smith has been having a heck of a camp. Uh, he looked really good out there too. Uh, I'm really excited about this team. Uh, I think that most of these worries that we have are kind of um, dissipating in front of our eyes. I think the offensive line is going to be fine. I think the secondary is going to be fine. They, you know, got their hands on some balls and uh, look pretty well out there. Tapping them, uh, tapping them away. Mike Edwards had a nice pass breakup. Uh, Javon Hagen had a nice pass breakup in, in coverage. Uh, they looked really sharp out there, and uh, I'm excited for it. 
What about Montley? Because he's been talked about the last couple of days. Very impressive. A lot of coaches. Uh, uh, Kevin Ross was talking about him the other day. Coach Arians was talking about him saying, you know, there's possibility he could be a backup, but if he keeps on making plays, uh, he could definitely make it on special teams. What did you see out of him today? Yeah, Motley is just, you know, he comes in, he's advertised. He's just out there and, um, you know, he, he's in the playbook. He's he's making plays, even if they're not, you know, he didn't have any interceptions or anything like that today. But, you know, just good in coverage. He's solid all the way around. But that's what it comes down to. There's a, a few positions on this team that is really going to come down to uh, multiple things, mostly special teams, but also waivers. Um, there's a couple of guys that you're going to want to, uh, that you're not going to want to cut because you're not going to not sure if they're going to be able to pass through waivers where other guys might be. Uh, so if it's a special teams issue, it looks like it's a wash. I think Quentin Bell, the way he's been playing, is kind of short up that fourth outside linebacker spot. Uh, Cam Gill has shown up as well, um, but I think they really like him. They like his speed. They like what he can do, especially on special teams. So uh, my projections, I'm going to have Quentin Bell as that fourth guy, and it's really come down to a battle between, like you said, Motley and Mazzy Wilkins. Uh, Mazzy's been a guy that's, you know, progressed over the year, but uh, even Coach Todd Bowles say there's a lot of competition back there between uh, him and Motley, and uh, the best man's going to win. There's still another week and a half worth of practice. There's two scrimmages, so that's really where this is going to happen is this Friday and next Friday and these two scrimmages that are going to happen where these guys are going to earn their role on A, special teams, and B, you know, as back-of-the-roster guys. But uh, Bruce has harped on it all 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 week long and all, all camp long that, uh, you have these guys, you know, locked in at certain positions. And then after that, it becomes more of what you can do on the field, on the defense, and more what you can do on special teams. So you have the outside linebacker group like Cousin Daniel Bell and uh, Divinity. You know, he's got the flexibility and and um, Cam Gill. They're all fighting for that fourth spot, and that's going to come down to special teams. Same thing with the interior. One thing that surprised me was that he didn't have Sichi uh, as a lock. Uh, he kind of said Minter was his lock, but Cici was not a lock. So Cici's there fighting with Chappelle Russell and Divinity and Noah Dawkins, who showed up really well on, on special teams, came in uh, in the latter half of the year last year, kind of picked it up. Um, so you've got all these guys. He mentioned Javon Hagen again today, as uh, Bruce Aaron said, as a guy who's been making plays. So uh, we know his versatility, what he did at, at, at Ohio, uh, being a smaller school, but being able to play both positions, some in the slot. So he has that versatility. But again, these these players need to show up on special teams. And uh, that's, you know, where they're going to make this team right now. No, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, a backup like a Motley, if he doesn't necessarily make it, well, he'll make it as a corner, but he'll make it as a backup. But he'll make the team over a Mazzy Wilkins because he can play special teams. That's that's where you make your money and, sometimes. And I think at this point right now, it's balancing if they're dead even, who's going to make it through waivers mm-hmm. to try to get back on the practice squad. And I think uh, with Motley's name out there and how he's impressed. And remember, this is a different season too for teams trying to build their practice squad and trying to get players on their roster because they only get to see glimpse of, you know, what we get to see on TV. There's no preseason games for other teams to look at and say, oh, well, he's shown up here. He looks like he's got progress here. These undrafted guys and these second-year players, they got to go back to tape of last year and tape of their college if they're going to pick them up and sign them. So I think you're going to see a lot less movement, just my personal opinion, lost less movement um, on from practice squads, other players joining other practice squads because I think the teams are going to want to keep who they have because they know the system, especially with this COVID-19 situation going on. Uh, I really think what you'll see is 
teams bringing other players that get waived that are trying to sneak them on the practice squad on, on active rosters, but I don't see much much movement from practice squad to team uh, with other with other teams and other players like that. Tampa Bay, Ray you Kennedy, you've been quiet. What's up? Well, sorry, sorry, Ray. No, listening to you, I'm listening to you guys, and you know what? You make a great point because we know the eyes of the world are upon us, and everyone's here. And Joshua did a great job today, my friend. Love the coverage, but everybody. So they're you, know, you got your Peter Kings, and you got your other people going back and doing you know all their camp visits and stuff, and they talk with other people, and they're saying. We saw these people looking great in Bucks camp. We saw these players, these battles going on. And because there's no four preseason games, you know, teams are going to be scrambling to fill that that extended practice squad. And it's not going to have to be people that necessarily were in camp because, you know, there was no preseason games. Everybody's starting from scratch. But, yeah, look for that. There's probably going to be a lot of movement on that end. But great job. I appreciate you, Josh. And thanks, Peter. Yeah, absolutely, Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy. Don't be a stranger. And if you guys don't know, uh, yours truly, Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy, Joshua Cole Allen, will be out at the deck on Sunday of course, uh, we are only a couple weeks away from doing watch parties there. Not only your pre-half, but post-game editions of the Sports Web. We're going to test it out, uh, talk a little Bucks football, and get, take your phone calls down at the deck and uh, hey. Isla de Sol. Yes. And you know what, Peter? If I can, before I leave, I'll just say, anyone out there, you know, you and I had a chance to eat there. And Joshua, you yes. have a family out there. And the food's fantastic. So if mm-hmm. you're not doing anything Sunday and you want to come down, come out and check out how we're going to have it set up for game day. Come out and have some wings or a great burger, and if the weather's nice, you'll see a sunset. Mm-hmm. Have a little fun with us. The Bucks Report will be set up out there on Sunday, brothers, and we'll see you then. Absolutely. Great drink specials as well. And that's there all you. Well, no, no, no drinking on air there. I mean, drinking for everybody else, but, you know, drinking for uh, – I'm bringing them in here, Peter. I know. We'll have the drinks afterwards. You'll probably have a couple of drinks after that loss tonight. I'm just saying. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate you. All right. All right, there you go. Good stuff. Let's go. Out. I just want to. I just want to say too to add on to that too. This roster, once it's set, we all know that it's not going to be set uh, because of different cuts that are going to happen from different teams. Um, again, this preseason plays into a factor of that as well. Uh, if, if you know a, a club doesn't have familiarity with a player, either going against them in prior years or, you know, tape on them from prior years. It's going to be interesting to see how much movement there is. So, obviously, we all know that, you know, the rosters are at 80 right now. They're going to get down to 53-man roster. So, I mean, that's – I can't math off the top of my head, but that's, what, 27 players will be get cut um, on September 5th. So, there will be a lot of movement. So, whatever you see on this roster might not be on this roster. Places I look – I would look to, you know, see what they would do with – is obviously offensive line. They just brought AQ Shipley in yesterday. They re-signed Spencer uh, Schnell. But uh, if there becomes any good special teams players available, uh, you know, or notable kick returner, punt returners, those are spots that I'm going to watch to see who they bring in and see what they see what you know see who they release to make room for that. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a, a cut down date in a practice squad build like no other because. You have the six veterans on there, and because of the lack of preseason games, you know who knows who's going to claim who, and it's going to be really interesting. So I'm excited to see that too. Absolutely, I tell you what, let's go out to the phone lines. Welcome to the evolution of Sports Talk Television. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Go ahead, caller. Oh yeah, brother. Let me tell you, this man calling in to say. What's up with those Bruins there, Josh? Oh, man. Brother. All angles. 
you can come down to Tampa Bay and you can get a split, but we're going to go up to the bean town and we're going to split these. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't know. (laughs) No ass better call somebody. Because you see, the Bruins might have split tonight. They're coming back strong. I'm going to sweep the rest of this series. Will you shut up? Nacho Man, what else? Road <laughs> dog. If you're not down at the deck bar and grill at Isla del Sol, <laughs> September 13th, Buccaneers at Saints, watch party, Peter Blake, Joshua Allen, Ray Kennedy, Blake Anthony, the beautiful Blake Anthony. <laughs> if you're not down there at that watch party, then you're going to miss out. Bucks report. Is gonna have a special guest. We will announce that. I don't know. Maybe later. But while you're at it, tune in each night here live on Bucks Report. All right, there you go. Nacho Man is gone. Open phone line 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. I gotta say, Nacho Man, you're saying beautiful Blake Anthony. I mean, this is what I think of that. Like my road dog impression? Come on, man. man but you, you you can't over-talk the nacho man now. <laughs> he came at me first, all right? This is, you oh. know. All right, let's go out to the phone lines here. Or not the phone lines. Let's go out to the webheads here. Read some comments from these guys. Uh, Yash says, uh, Bucks family, bring your passion. Uh, Yash again, Bolts win in overtime. Mm. Tampa Bay won. So <sighs> Taylor Allen, Yash, that means Josh and Peter are tied. Let's go out to the phone lines. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. You're on with yours truly, along with Joshua Cole Allen. What's on your mind? Yeah, how do you, how do you guys, uh, Joshua, what did uh, Scotty Miller's route running look like? Uh, I know that's the biggest question mark with him. He's got well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Ron from Okinawa, Japan. Calling from uh, Tampa. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. You just you just barged right in. You're ready to go. You you didn't even introduce yourself. Say hi. What's going on? Happy Tuesday night. All right, go ahead. How does Scotty Miller look, uh, Joshua Cole? He looked good. I mean, he was in and out of his uh, in and out of his breaks. Like I said, he had a nice toe tapper in the uh, toe tapper in the back of the end zone. Um, he caught a nice pass on the outside. Uh, kind of you know had almost double coverage on him. Uh, nice screen pass uh, that he. Broke for looked like ten to fifteen yards. I mean, we're at the far end of the end zone, so judging down a distance is a little bit tougher. But I mean, there's a good rapport with him. Uh, the guy that surprised me that had a really good rapport is uh, Justin Watson. Um, much has been made about Scotty Miller, and rightfully so because he showed up. But uh, you know, Justin Watson, you know, looked good with his chemistry with Tom Brady. Um, Tom is a guy that spreads the ball around; always has been. You know, and that's just what he does in with with his with his game. I mean, he doesn't care who you are as long as he has trust, chemistry, and comfortability with you. He'll throw you the ball. Um, you know, he's not going to force feed it to to anybody in particularly just to, you know because he wants to. He's going to throw it to whoever's open. So there's times where Evans was covered, Gronk was covered, Watson was was open, and he threw it to Watson. Uh, that will happen during the game. And uh, Bruce Aaron said he wants to see more four, five wide receiver sets out there. Uh, also said, obviously, he wants to play 12 personnel, has some 13 personnel packages out there. It's going to be really interesting. There's so many weapons on this offense, and people are focusing on the big guys, Gronk, OJ, uh, Howard. Uh, Howard's a more of a more variance offense or more Brady-like offense? Are they showing it a lot there, or is it just a kind it's, of mix? It's pretty vanilla. 
Um, I mean, I haven't seen again. I was only there today, and most of the most of it was goal line and about midfield work. Um, I didn't see any real long bombs in the 11 on 11s. There was some nice deep throws on seven on sevens. Gronk made a nice catch in traffic. Looked about you know in the seam about 15, maybe 20 yards out. Uh, there were no long bombs in the end zone or anything like that. But it's going to be a very good blend of both. Uh, obviously, Tom, you know, Arians recognizes what Tom does best, and Tom is obviously learning Arians' offense. So when the when the time calls for it. Tom Brady's not one to shy away from taking a shot. I mean, look what he did with Randy Moss. Look what he did with Josh Gordon when he had had him, you know, the last couple of years when he was on the field, uh, you know, 35, 40, 50 air yards down the field. He's not one to shy away from it. He just hasn't had that recently. He hasn't had that type of guy to, to throw, you know, 40 air yards down the field for a big game. He's had the short intermediate guys like a Julian Edelman and, you know, like a Nikhil Harry and, uh, you know, Danny Amendola. Those guys, you know, Gronkowski, Chris Hogan, the list goes on and on. These guys are 15 20-yard top route wide receivers besides Josh Gordon. Um, so he has the ability. The arm is still there. I mean, throwing it in practice, just, you know, deep balls, not against any pressure, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11, 11 work. Um, you know, you can see the accuracy, the zip, the the arm strength looks stronger, like I said in, earlier in the show, looks stronger than um, – what he what he has looked the past couple of years in training camp in New England and uh, the release is just as fast as ever. So uh, I think it's going to be a solid blend of both. Tom's not going to he's going to he's going to throw when it's open, but he's not going to play the no risk and no biscuit. Just, you know, chuck it up down the field and, you know, pray something happens. If there's something open underneath, you better believe he's going to take that underneath and he's going to dink and dunk you know, which has become so synonymous with the Patriots offense, get mm-hmm. you down the field and chunk five yards here, chunk five yards there, run up for three yards, chunk five yards, and get down the offense. Not only does that, you know, slow the clock down, but it also wears the defenders down. And, you know, if towards the end of the game, that's where that really shows up, where they have a lead or time is, you know, ticking down and there's not much time left on the clock and your defense is gassed because they've been chasing – five-yard plays all over the field, you know, instead of one long 40-yard bomb and then, you know, a couple of the plays after that. So, solid mixture of both, I'd say. What else? Yeah, who would you say might be some of the surprise stars of the offense that maybe not getting so much love right now? Who do you think might stand out? Like I said, Scotty Miller looked really good. Justin Watson looked really good. Um, Rojo looked strong in his running game. I, I was, you know, like I said, he broke one out for looked like 35, 40 yards. Uh, he looked good. Keyshawn Vaughn looked pretty well. Uh, and we know he's kind of behind the eight ball. But offensive line looked good as a whole. Worfs had that one struggle with Shaq Barrett. But it's Shaq Barrett, he's a rookie. Um, that's as expected. Gronk looked good. Chris Godwin had an off day today, so he wasn't out there, as well as Nadam Kasu and JPP. So they were just veteran days, you know. Um, Tyler Johnson, I wish we could see more of him, but he's still sidelined by a hammy. But overall, the offense looks good. Even Gabbert looked pretty good throwing the ball out there. Um, I didn't see any interceptions thrown by any of the quarterbacks. Um, so, I mean, I think this team, with these two scrimmages coming up this Friday and next Friday, I think they're going to be good to go and ready to go against the Saints. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And like I said, it's right around the corner. What is it? 18 days until football season. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there you go. 18 days until the Bucks and Saints start on Sunday. And we'll have it here uh, for you live at the deck. Uh, anything else? That's it, guys. Thanks for the show. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. That's Appreciate good. it. Good stuff. So, yeah, uh, 727-255-0391 and 727 727- 
255-0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Joshua Cole Allen uh, here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Let's go back out to the webheads here. Uh, Taylor Allen, yes, ma'am. Uh, Ray Kennedy, Joshua Cole Allen is biting his tongue. Laugh out loud. Ray Kennedy, hi, Ray, says Taylor Allen. She's she's so cool. I like her. Uh, Lightning win game two. Uh, Ray Kennedy laughing. Uh, I don't know. Bucks report. Again, join us on September 13th uh, at the deck. Notice what Brady commented on the Bucks ID post about his run touchdown. I prefer to throw to Mike, Chris, or Scotty. That was cool to see. And, and you know, of course, he started having to jar against the defense. And, uh, you know, that's a, it's a point of pride, you know, <laughs> especially for a defense to let someone like Tom Brady run in, you know. Obviously, you know, they're on the two-yard line goal line situation. But, yeah. you know, dropping back, he's about seven yards out and just runs in, you know, for the touchdown. Uh, the defense heard it from the offense, that's for sure. And Brady had his fun, too, jarring back at him. All right, uh, let's go back out to the webheads here. About to be a huge year for Scotty Miller. Sinette uh, says Taylor Allen. Dylan says uh, Scooter. Uh, Frank, uh, how Scotty Miller's route running look? Does it look like, uh, I mean, because he had some rough patches last year, and, and then, of course, he had the injury, but there were times where we watched him and people were saying, you know, I, I wonder if this kid is going to catch on, and I'm like, you can't give up on somebody that's a fifth-round no. pick. You just can't do it, so... He's going to get a chance to develop, and it certainly looks like, once yeah. again, uh, he's in the clubhouse for the third wide receiving spot for this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, his coach even said, a Coach Garver said that, you know, he's showing more patience at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't mean he's getting off the line of scrimmage, but he's being able to read and react better on what he's supposed to do. Um, I've said this since I came on the show as a caller. Tom Brady will not throw you the ball. If he doesn't trust you, doesn't trust that you're on, you can put him on the, uh, put you on the field. Coach can put you on the field if they want. If he doesn't trust you and trust you're going to be in the right situation in the right spot, he's not going to throw you the ball. So the fact that they've connected so much and that you've seen and heard so much of that, their connections tells you one thing that, you know, they're on the same page. His routes look good today. Uh, again, limited work. Um, they don't show everything. Everything's very vanilla. Um, but he looks good. He looks good running the ball. He looks good catching the ball. He put on 10 pounds to get himself a little stronger to break through some of those cuts. We all know about his speed. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, sleeper candidate in fantasy, if you ask me. Um, Tyler Johnson being hurt definitely helped him uh, because that was going to be, I, th I thought, in my mind, a, a very tough battle between those two for that number three wide receiver spot. COVID-19 and his you know soft tissue injury definitely have – uh, limited his chances to make an immediate impact. I think Scotty's that guy. I think he's that third wide receiver. Justin Watson will come in plenty on four wide receiver sets. And until Tyler Johnson's healthy and can battle these two guys, I, I think that it's going to be uh, the Scotty Miller show. It very well may be. And a lot of people assume with Johnson coming in as a fifth-round pick out of Minnesota, high expectations. But it just tells you not only with not having those reps, but also that big-time injury, uh, that kind of sets you back. So we'll see. Uh, possibly Tyler Johnson maybe make an impact uh, midway through the year, maybe later on, or maybe not at all because yeah. of what Coach Arians has talked about the last couple months. Missing those 400 reps from your rookies is definitely going to take its toll. And because this offense is so complicated, it may take a couple years for a rookie, much like a Scotty Miller. Yeah, he looked lost in the sauce last year at some points, but you could see when he got comfortable more and more and got some playing time before the injury, he was definitely making some plays in this offense. 
Um, well, that's a that's the thing with Brady too. Rookie wide receivers have struggled to to get on the same page quickly with Tom Brady and missing those reps and missing the mini camps and OTAs with Tom Brady and now missing so much of practice with him. It's going to be a very very strong uphill battle for him to climb up that step chart now, especially headed into the season. He's got familiarity and comfortability with Watson and Miller, and it, it, it's just going to be tough for him to crack that. Uh, the guy that has missed time, you know, due to COVID, Keyshawn Vaughn. I think he'll have an easier time cracking into that running back rotation and building that chemistry, you know, with Tom Brady catching uh, balls out of the backfield. But it's all going to be a wait and see approach for the, at this point. No, absolutely. All right, so let's go out to the webheads here. Brady is a bum. Says you're a bum, Anthony. See, uh, Anthony Puglisi, he has a nice bum. Says Taylor Allen, no bum, like broken knee first game. Wow. Uh, he likes the Aints. Laugh out loud. Uh, yes, sir, says best of virtual edits video. Just stay healthy, guys. Christopher Cole. Uh, ask Joshua what the score of the Bruins game was. What, what's that score of that game again? I think the series is tied 1-1. So, I mean, what's the big you know? uh, I felt like uh, you're projecting, sir. Projecting, um, Joshua, you're the man, says Blake Anthony. You, Blake. Uh, the, uh, I guess the Nacho Man thought he was the beautiful Blake Anthony. <laughs> uh, Peter, uh, uh, Blake and Blake Sports. Will you shut up? Best virtual edits video. Uh, Sign drug Martin. No rust. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> drug Martin. <laughs> White Sox pitcher throws no hitter. So we got a lot of things going on. Let's go out to Bucks Nation. Uh, talking to Bruce Arians uh, from his presser yesterday. I think the trade talk, and this was about OJ Howard, yep. uh, was outside the building, building. I never talked to him about it at all. I talked to him about getting better, and he was going to be here for a while and believe it. I think with Tom Brady helping with confidence-wise and watching Gronk work, they've been a really good combination helping each other out. Uh, Gronk is definitely learning the offense. It's helping him. And then it's been great for him because he's still a young player. To be around a great player will elevate your game. So to me, once again, more comments coming out about O.J. Howard. And, and I kind of feel like this is your breakout player besides the victim of volume, which would be Rojo. I definitely think it could be O.J. Howard because it certainly looks like he's coming in here with a lot of confidence. And there's a lot of opportunity here. You go to that 12 personnel, and it certainly seems like it's going to favor an O.J. Howard or Cameron Bray. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was a period of practice, you know, where the tight ends were kind of having a little bit of downtime. And him and Gronk were just sitting there talking, uh, you know, I'm sure going over playbook, going over different things, uh, just, you know, building that chemistry with, with one another. Uh, I mentioned he had two touchdowns. One was a laser at the back of the end zone. He went up and did a slam dunk over the goalpost, which I think would be a penalty in a normal game. But it was fun to see him practice, uh, a little extra oomph to it. Uh, but we've heard, we've heard the chemistry, you know, Brady out there calling him Juice, Juice. And I know it's his nickname, but I mean, for, you know, he gets that nickname and you're the new guy in town. You know, you kind of have to earn to call him that. And I mean, not if you're Tom Brady, but, uh, you know, he's been doing great out there. Bruce Arians has said a lot of it was confidence-wise, too, with OJ. And when you have Tom Brady and Gronkowski telling you're pretty good, well, you know, you're probably pretty good. And he's just, every time he's been asked about him, he said he's had a very good camp. Uh, he's obviously on the same page with Brady. And as you just said, Gronk's going to do nothing but help elevate his game. He's a good blocker already. He's got the you know abilities to be a good wide receiver. Just got to hold on to that ball and find it a little better. So our own Joshua Cole Allen was out at camp. If you have any questions for this man, 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with our camp uh, guy right now. We'll just call him uh, Camp uh, 
uh, guy, the correspondent, if you well, will. There you go. Nicole Allen getting out there. Tristan Wirfs uh, was being talked about also from Coach Arians. Looks like he's right on schedule. Anything from him today? What did you see with the offensive line? Tough to tell, but what did you see? He's a big guy. Uh, he's a good big guy. Obviously, he's got great push in the run game. We knew that coming out of college uh, that, you know, he was a mauler in the run game. Uh, one aspect was pass protection. He did struggle with Shaq Barrett on that sack uh, or whistled sack today. Um, but as Shaq Barrett, uh, he's going to get better. And those are the things that you want to see in camp. Uh, struggles against premier pass rushers in camp uh, are just going to help you get better because then you'll go back and refine your technique. It was fairly early in the goal line. They did a, they did a goal line segment. They did a, about 40, 35 yards back, and then they did another goal line segment afterwards. This is the first goal line segment. Didn't see it happen after that. So um, as Donovan Smith said and Ryan Jensen echoed as well, uh, once he makes a mistake, he comes in and he doesn't make the same mistake. So uh, you're seeing that live on the field, uh, him just, you know, working on his game and getting better. Uh, I think he's the real deal. I think he's going to be a solid starter at right tackle, um, possibly be able to go over left tackle, depending on what happens with Donovan Smith next year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of question marks. We're talking about this. Good feet work, too. Good now, footwork. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't feel like right tackle is going to be a big-time transition. No. He's talking about that matchup with a Cam Jordan, but I feel like Cam Jordan, if he goes to that right side, Warps will be able to handle him. I don't think they're going to put him out on the island, but they may have confidence. Uh, our own Al Keck of the Al Keck Show talked to the offensive line coach from Iowa, and he feels like he can handle this situation. So we'll see what the transition period is going to be, of course, on September 13th versus the Saints. I want to get Rick Hughes from the cheap seats in here. Because we kind of have a little bit of controversy. Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats, thanks a lot for coming in, coming on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Right, man. How, how are you guys doing? Oh, uh, great, shut up, Rick. Great, uh, <laughs> Joshua. You just gave me all man, Rick, Ray, Peter. Come on, guys. <laughs> you, had a, you had a great day today, Joshua. But how about tonight? Yeah, whatever. I yeah. knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, lightning. How was Sunday night for you guys? Let's go back and forth. We'll see you tomorrow oh, night, and then we'll get on here. What you done for me we'll lately, talk. brother? What you done for me lately? That Janet Jackson song. I like that. Here's hey, brought one. you to overtime, so, you know. I think about oh, you must be night. proud. I hate you guys. That's what I think right there. All right, let's go. Hooray, on. we went to overtime. You must be proud. <laughs> Would you stop? Leave him alone. We got tomorrow night's game. All right. One to one. I'm in enemy territory. So I'll yeah, take exactly. Diana Ricini. What in the world? Uh, the, the prediction today, she went on get up and said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not even going to make the playoffs. Where am I at? Am I in the twilight zone? And this is her reasoning, ladies and gentlemen. Nice Everybody me now. Uh, here's some of my theory. Let's start out. The Saints are the division favorite and have a head coach offensive coordinator that's been together since 2009, which, by the way, is the last time I believe they won a Super Bowl. But then again, the quarterback that's getting up there in age is already contemplating retirement and has been injured the last couple of years. But, you know, we'll save that for later. They're the division favorite. So, of course, you know, the NFL, it never changes from year to year. Uh, Falcons, uh, last season finished six and two, beat the Saints and 49ers on the road. But then, as I added to this, didn't they lose to the Bucks at home? And then possibly could have lost to the Bucks and Matt Gay can hit one of those field goals. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, the Falcons, the Saints, they're far better, superior. 
Then she puts out some t- statistics here. 2019, the Bucks were third in quarterback hits on pass plays, uh, first in an average target depth, and seventh in highest blitz rate. What is your thought on this, th- this whole stat thing here? Because she's trying to equate it to Bruce Arians' offenses. And you look at 2013 to 17, uh, Cardinals, six uh, quarterback, sixth in quarterback hits on pass plays, second in average target depth, and 13th in highest blitz rate. But I go back to the Bucks. I'm kind of thinking the, that third for the quarterback hits is maybe because Jameis Winston held the ball too long. What do you guys say? Yeah, just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Listen, she wants eyeballs on her article. That's what's happening. She she's just it's a reach. It's here. Let me take a moonshot. Hopefully, I'll get lucky. Let's see what happens. If I if I do get lucky, they'll talk about it later. If I don't, no one's gonna remember it anyway. It's like I mean, Nick Citro saying Donovan Smith's gonna be a Pro Bowl this year. It's a reach. I won't give Nick credit because he was one of the first on the scene that talked about this. Avita Vea. Uh, was confirmed to have coronavirus. He tweeted this out, mm. and that's the reason yeah. why it delayed that surgery. Uh, we'll get back to this story in a moment with the Vita Vea, but I want to keep on going with Diana Rossini here. Uh, she also said Tom Brady has been among the least blitz quarterbacks in recent years. Well, I wonder why, because well, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I'm sorry, guys. If you blitz Tom Brady, he's going to pick you apart. So let right. me get this straight. A quarterback, which by the way, on the second half of the year, 57% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. Hey, Bucks fans, would you like 11 touchdowns and four interceptions? Do you think you have at least two or three more wins? I think you would, even with one running back and one wide receiver. I don't understand this. I get it. You're trying to throw out statistics, but when you're throwing Brady in an offense that has more weapons than he's had in the last 10 to 15 years, where are we going with this? They're not going to make the playoffs? There was you hear this? A, uh, there was Click, that, that's clickbait right there. That's yeah. all that is. I mean, why don't you watch Tom Brady for so many years? Why don't you blitz on a Tom Brady, Joshua Cole Island? He's got some of the best pocket presence and poise in the league, his quick release. Uh, he's the king of making this simple and avoiding a rusher and getting the ball out to a receiver. Um, you know, he's just – he's got that awareness that is just something like that I've never seen before from a quarterback to be able to just move around just inches to avoid the pressure and just feel it before it comes there. Uh, and obviously, everyone's talked about his release, how he gets it out, and he's a smart decision maker. Todd Bowles say, says today he doesn't get to watch Tom Brady that much, you know, because he's on the defensive side. But one of the things that he will say is that he throws great incompletions. Um, and that wasn't like, oh, he throws good incompletions. Uh-huh. What he meant was he throws good incompletions as he throws the ball where, you know, only the defender can get it. So even if it is only the um, offensive player can get it. So even if it is an incomplete pass, it's not anywhere near where, you know, it could be potentially picked off usually or, you know, tipped or batted away or he throws it out of bounds. He's a very smart, intelligent player. And not only that, uh, anyone who's really studied Tom Brady in the in the game plan to beat him knows that I uh, use interior pressure, not outside pressure to get to him and to, and to really rattle him, collapse that pocket and bother him. That's why it's so important for those guards, especially in Alex Kapp and Ali Marpet, uh, to really ascend on that offensive line because you don't want that uh, interior pressure to get to Brady. We know that that's always right. him, and 
And you, and especially this first game coming up with the Sheldon Rankins and the guys that they have in the middle, you definitely cause some havoc. Let's go out to Rick Hughes. Uh, what do you think Brady does when you blitz him? That wins- I, I strongly recommend that every defense go ahead and blitz Brady. Please, I strongly recommend it. Please, that would be a that that would be uh, that, that'd be entertaining. Uh, then then Joshua, your your prediction of five thousand yards might be correct. Um, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing where you, you, the last thing you want to do is leave yourself exposed when you have a quarterback like Tom Brady dropping back there. Sure. Right. You, you, you want to, you want to go ahead and blitz people. You want to go ahead and do that. That's on you. You're leaving a lot of wide receivers. Who's going to cover Gronkowski, Brait, um, OJ Howard, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, please blitz. Yeah, right. Give one-on-one coverage. This is what I don't understand. Want to ask you fans, what do you think of Diana Rossini's uh, prediction today for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Not even playoffs. Playoffs? 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. Look, I get it. She's trying to do a job and present her case. It's just a bad case because this division isn't even that tough. In fact, they equated the wins and they compared them to the AFC East. The NFC South has 34. Uh, the AFC East has 32. That's what you're looking at. So you're trying to tell me that that's one of the toughest divisions. I get it. They have the Saints, but who else? We talked about the Atlanta Falcons. They're not consistent. You have the Carolina Panthers. They're in transition. So how is this a really a tough division? She again says Tom Brady has been among the least blitz quarterbacks. So she's trying to equate the systems. And then also, she says, Arians quarterbacks take a lot of hits. They chuck it down the field and uh, a face at above average rate. So basically what she's saying, okay, I get it. The offense takes shots, but it's not like they can't adjust it. Arians is going to run the same offense he ran. Yeah, you're talking about Carson Palmer, who is an aging veteran there with a susceptible offensive line down in Arizona. You're talking about Jameis Winston, who was a bad decision maker, held onto the ball too long. Um, yeah, the, off, the offensive line probably might have done a better job blocking for him next year. But this is all about – she's at ESPN. She needs to leave this stuff to Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. Stop trying to go out there and be this villainish bad guy and be like, hey, I think they're not going to – no. I mean, Deanna Rossini, nothing but respect for you and for what you do. But this is just a terrible take, as Peter said. Um, your stats that back, that back it up are flawed. You're presenting flawed stats to, to present a case that I'm not sure you even believe in that you're doing it for clickbait and for views and for people to talk about it. She kind of gloated about it on her Twitter today. Uh, you know, yeah, I said this. You know, Everybody hates me now. Uh, yeah, no, like you wanted eyeballs. That's all. They're, they're, exactly. They're, that's all it is. They're shaking their head, Rick, well, because they don't wait, understand it. Wait, what's this? What's this? Breaking news. Hold on. Hold on. Jameis just threw another pick six. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Come on, come on! When you hold the ball for a week and a half, right? Somebody's gonna catch you. I mean, that, that's gonna happen. That's that's what happened last year. It's gonna skew the statistics. Everything about last year is going to skew all the statistics. So, I mean, it, it's crazy to think of. I was listening today to uh, to Sirius XM Radio. There, uh, I, I forgot what the name of the morning morning show is with Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. Moving the chains, I believe it is. Yes, moving the chains. And they were uh, they were talking about how they went through the statistics from last year, and if 
if from the quarterback position, we don't need to mention, you know who, but if from the quarterback position and the kicking position, if the statistics were average, the Bucks would have had somewhere between three and five more wins. Um, that's if they were just at, if the kicker was average, they would have had two more wins. Uh, just kicking uh, average NFL statistics. Right. Uh, now, <laughs> now you add in the quarterback when with 33 turnovers, if you just brought that back to average, you would have possibly three more wins, one to three more wins. Now that's, that's insane. When you think about that, that could bring the Buccaneers to 12 and four. Now add in uh, Worfs, add in Gronkowski, switch your quarterback decision-making to Brady, um, add in uh, all, all of the other weapons on both sides of the ball. And really, you, I mean, you've got to figure this team is going to, it's going to be something you have to reckon with something you have to deal with. Um, you, the one thing you're not hearing from this camp is we're trying to catch up. We're trying to make up for lost time. You're not hearing a lot of that. No, you're hearing about current performance and what the expectations are now. And uh, I heard Tom Brady specifically talking about the fact that he's glad that there's no preseason. He said, if this was the day of a second preseason game, the day that they interviewed him, if this was the day of a second preseason game. We would never have been ready for a, that second preseason game, that there's no way with the limited uh, off season workouts. So, I, and he says, you know, we are on track. I mean, he was talking about the fact that we're good. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. And um, to me, as I, as I listen to somebody like she writes an article like this, look, you know, if you, if you really want to get people's attention, say something outrageous, right? Mm. Well, that's all she did. I mean, everybody else is saying one thing. She's going to come in and say something different for a day. She gets a little bit of glory. She gets a little bit of attention. You know, like I always, maybe mama didn't hug her enough. She had to <laughs> think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever it takes, she was going to get that attention that she got today. So she just said something ridiculous and outrageous. And, oh, look, they're paying attention to me. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, like you said, she was saying they hate me now. They all hate me now. But, I mean, again, it's not the hate. It's the fact of, you know, putting all these statistics together. And what you're watching right now is the Sports Web, the evolution of Sports Talk Television, Buck Edition on the Landry Football Network live. Uh, I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Joshua Cole Allen, our camp correspondent, and, of course, Mr. Rick Hughes from the Chief Seats. New show coming out on September 13th. Talk about that a little bit. Okay, I'm excited about it. It's uh, we're, it's basically we're going to spend Sunday evenings together during football season. Oh, goody. Uh, we're going to be able to watch the games that, that are on. You're going to be able to see the games. I'll have a monitor on where I can watch the game at the same time and comment about the game that's on that night. Or we can talk about the games from the day. And I'm sure you might have a little Buccaneers talk you might want to bring you might want to bring to the table. The idea is this, and it is simple. It's a bunch of people hanging out in the cheap seats. That's the best folks. Those are the folks you want to hang out with. They yell louder. They do whatever they can. They care about their team a little bit more than the folks eating sushi and drinking wine in the luxury suite. I like the guys in the cheap seats. That's who we're going to be. Let's all hang out and talk some football. 
All right, there you go. All Second right. for 13th after the post-game edition of the Sports Web, which once again will be live from the Deck Bar and Grill in Isla de Sol. Definitely uh, come out there. We will have your social distancing uh, taken care of. We'll have different shots out there. We're going to have Ray uh, trying to interview some fans. I mean, we'll have it all taken care of to where it's comfortable. Uh, you can go watch a football game and also uh, get excited about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. Again, the deck, bar, and grill, and tell them the sports web and Peter Blake sent you. All right, uh, she finishes up here with saying Brady led the NFL with 33 throwaways last season. That's a bad thing? Uh, isn't, no. that, isn't that a good thing? 33? 33 throwaways. How ironic is that number? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Isn't that a good thing for your offense? That means you live to fight another day. You don't always have to make a play. To be honest, without receiving Corey last year, with a hobbled Edelman, a hobbled Sanu, I'm surprised it wasn't more. Um, to talk about a smart football player, he was throwing to undrafted free agents half the season, uh, making smart reads and smart smart plays. Live to fight another day, as you just said. Um, he's not going to have to do this as much because he's going – to have all-star, pro bowl, all-pro receivers around him all over the field, then it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard for these teams to stop. I mean, we've talked about the double team. Go ahead and double, guys. Go, please. Please. I want as many double teams on Chris Evans and, I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronkowski. Please, please put more resources <laughs> to double, guys, because you're going to be screwed because it's going to go everywhere else, and there's no way to stop it. There's, there's no way to stop this offense if it gets rolling the way it, it, it we're envisioning it on paper. Obviously, everything's just paper soldiers right now until they're on the field. But Chris Godwin said it yesterday in his press conference. If we can get to where we want to be, we're going to be a scary offense. And who better than the guy that who better to take it from the, the horse's mouth or however that saying goes? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephen Chase says, uh, Maybe dig deeper, not just on the quarterback. The Bucs led nine games in the fourth quarter in 2019. Historically, teams win 83% of those games, yet they were just 5-4 and four last year, 55%. A lot of that was fourth quarter Jameis Winston interceptions. If Brady <laughs> can clean that up, that's two wins right there. Talk about two-thirds of his interceptions. Believe, Hello? I can't believe 33 Hello? throwaways. She brought up that statistic, thirty-three. The irony of the fact that she that he had thirty-three throwaways is so. I mean, that's kismet. It's beautiful. Every Bucks fan has to be cheering, and she didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, what? Who, who's doing her stats? I don't know. I <sighs> mean, she got with the uh, the stat guy there and, wow. and put some impressive stats out. I just. I, I feel like this division, and this was one of our other points, is that it's 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 not as tough, uh, or this division is tougher than the AFC East, but really, Joshua, you look at the landscape of things, uh, Miami's always given New England trouble, uh, and, and they've lost some games to the Dolphins. It hasn't necessarily always been a walkthrough. The Jets are somewhat competitive. I get it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are getting better. Now you look at the NFC South, Carolina. Uh, in a rebuild, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, like Rick says, you don't know what they're going to be. You know, the first half of the year, not very good. Second half, once again, they were only a, a field goal away from losing to the Bucks twice. And this <laughs> is that she's touting. And then the Saints, for me, yes, they're head and shoulders 
possibly the best team in this division. But again, there's a lot of question marks about Drew Brees. And we talked to our own Blake Rafino of RU Series, who's close to the team. He believes that Brees is going into a decline. And once again, we look at Brees the last couple of years, he could get hurt. Who do you have to back up? Uh, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I feel good about that situation. I mean, exactly. And you look at the numbers. Brady had one-third of what uh, for interceptions as Jameis had for the year. We take another snapshot of the of the uh, the cornerbacks he had to face last year. In the AFC, he had to go against twice, uh, not including his own Stephon Gilmore, reigning defensive player of the year in practice every day. But Tredavious White, who's one of the top cornerbacks in the league, Xavier Howard for the Dolphins, one of the top cornerbacks in the league, Jamal Adams, one of the top safeties in the league. Uh, he wasn't going against slouches in the secondary. He was going up some of the top 10 to 15 defensive back backfield players in the league. And he had to perform to, to them not only once a year, but uh, twice a year in, in most of the cases. And a lot of the other teams that he played have have very solid cornerbacks. It comes down to it is uh, experience, decision-making, and just smarts in general. Brady is a smarter player, uh, given to you by the 33 throwaways and the 11 interceptions compared to 33. Um, I know there's a lot of people who will say it's a bunch of different factors. Not all of them are theirs. Well, not all 11 interceptions were Tom Brady's fault either. Um, it's take or it's take it or leave it. You're the quarterback. You're the face. You're the leader of the team. You're going to take the brunt of the brunt of the blame. It's just how it happens. Uh, Jameis Winston is a very talented player. I wish him nothing but the best. But it's not going to be here, and it's not ever going to be back here. So the quicker the, these apologists, you know, move on from that and embrace Tom Brady and embrace the future of this team, the happier they're going to be. But until then, I mean, the, the numbers speak for himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you go inside the numbers, you cut down to the turnovers. Also, people just kind of, uh, once again, they discount that defense, Rick, who, you know, the, the second half of the year started to play a lot better, especially those last six games, number one and two in some categories, that young secondary getting that consistent pass rush. And now you fast forward to 2020, you're going to have JPP, hopefully, uh, for the full year healthy, you're bringing back Shaq, who's going to be extra motivated because he's only on a one-year deal, so he wants to duplicate that success so he doesn't look like he's a, a one-hit wonder. And then also you have Vita Vea, who right now is hurt, and we'll talk more about that because we got into that about Nick Citro and his correct uh, report that he had. Uh, you know, Vita Vea is only going to get better, and Dominican Sue has been re-signed, so to me, Everybody's talking about the offense once again, but really, once again, this defense seems like they're being disrespected. Uh, the first article, I I believe, maybe the second that I wrote for Bucks Report, is all about how Tom Brady makes defenses better. I want you to just think about what the defense has to be thinking, knowing that they're not going to be running back on the field constantly as soon as they come off the field because of an immediate pick. Um. You know, and then having to start buried deep in their own territory. I want you to think for a second about, I think the statistic, it's something insane. Like Tom Brady has, who's been playing for what, 20 years? <laughs> hasn't, has not thrown uh, as many pick sixes as Jameis threw last year. Yeah. I mean, in his whole career, <laughs> 20 years, everybody's talking about how old he is. His whole career. Now, the defense, of course, the defense is going to look like, like, oh, my God, they're going to look great just simply because they're not going to be put in the position that this constantly has happened over and over and over. Um, 
coach today, Coach Arians today was talking about how, uh, I, I think it was Arians, it might have been, actually it may have been Todd Bowles, now I'm not sure, was saying how Brady, watching him uh, as he throws, he's like a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And he puts the ball, Joshua, you were just talking about it, puts the ball where the defense can't get it. He know, He's so precise, he's putting the ball low and outside, he's putting the ball, he's like a pitcher who yep. knows exactly where the spot is to throw the ball to where the defense can't get to it. 33 throwaways. These statistics have to make the defense just lick their chops. Right. This is a beautiful thing for the defense. I mean, the teams aren't going to be able to just come out, have a short field, score score points like that. And is this offense not going to score as many points as last year or doesn't have the potential? Of course they do. They're better. More. They have better, yeah. better offensive line. They have better players at skill position. There's nothing pointing negatively. Nothing. No. And no. she comes out with these statistics. Think about it. There's not a there's not a single point that you can say, yeah, well, this is worse than last year. Well, to be fair, you know, the offensive line did give up 47 sacks. We talked to Chris Landry about this, and what he was saying is that Jameis Winston was holding the ball right. a little bit too long. Now you have a quarterback that gets rid of the ball quicker and also and, and better offensive line. Something. Right, a better yeah. offensive line you and not only right not only gets rid of the ball quicker but we just you just told us the stat peter 33 throwaways he gets rid of the ball if it's not there he doesn't hold it he gets rid of it he sees it his ability to read and react defenses he said it earlier a couple weeks ago in his press conference that there's not a defense he hasn't seen there's not a play he hasn't ran he knows what's coming he knows how to dissect everything and if he if it's not there he's not going to hold on to it he's going to throw it away 33 throwaways i mean it's just uh, and Rick is absolutely right. The guy is like a pitcher out there. He's precise. Chris Godwin said it yesterday in his press conference that um, his catch radius allows Brady to throw it to places where only he can get it because uh, of his radius and how precise Tom Brady is throwing the ball. Uh, it, it's going to be a night and day version of this offense. It's going to still be the same offense, and you know it's going to have some Brady-esque features to it. And as Rick said, the defense won't be as gassed because they're not going to be on the field you know, back-to-back so quickly because not only the turnovers or the three out, three and outs and the, the you know, the unsmart decision-making of his play playability. And Tom Brady is going to, as I said earlier in the show, he's going to – he's not going to go throw it 40 air yards every every series. He's going to take a five-yard chuck, a five-yard chuck, a three-yard run, a four-yard run, a five-yard, ten-yard chuck. And it's going to not only allow them to burn clock off but keep their defense on the field keeping our defense off the field, fresh and healthy. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do either of you believe that Tom Brady is not going to have maybe, maybe a bad year for him when it comes to throwing interceptions? No, I I think he's going to, I I think he's going to kill it. I don't think, I think he's going to have more picks. I think based on the fact that that uh, more picks than, than he normally has. I disagree. Okay. Because that's always happened with an Arians offense. And I, and but understand this, he throws so few. It's such a massive improvement from last year. It it's even if he throws a lot few. I mean, if he throws more than he normally does, you know, if he throws a little bit more than normal, you're saying on, 12, 10, 12? Is that more than? Yes, if he throws twelve or thirteen, woohoo! But look <laughs> I mean, at who. Look at who. 
Arians, you said in an Arians offense, look who he had. I mean, he had a young Andrew Luck who was still learning the NFL, obviously a generational talent. He had an old uh, agent, Carson Palmer, who was never great at, you know, he was never a great quarterback. He was a solid uh, starter. He wasn't going to light your light, you know, life up. Uh, he had a young uh, young Ben Roethlisberger as well, and I don't even believe that was his offense. I think he was just the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator maybe. I got um, jog my memory there. Um, and then Jameis Winston. I mean, he hasn't had a guy like Tom Brady. No, but no, nobody has other than, than – there's only two people who've had a guy like Tom Brady. Uh, you no, know, Arians right now and Bill Belichick, and that's it. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. My point is that – He's still not going to throw a lot of interceptions. No. Even with the no risk it, no biscuit, even if he risks it a little bit more than he normally does, even if there are a few more picks than normal, it's still such a massive improvement that the defense has to just be sitting back and almost laughing. I mean, how much easier is this year looking to them? They have better players, and they're not going to be having to take over on a short field three, four times a game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's definitely a change. It's going to be a big change. And Brady threw two picks in one year. Yeah. Jameis has thrown more than that in a quarter. I don't know how many times. <laughs> Think about that statistic. All he right. Threw two in a year. I know. Uh, let's go out to the web ads here. Uh, we the Box says best virtual edits video. Christopher Cole, who's talking uh, – who is taking uh, return? Who's taking returns at kick returner? I think that's what he's saying. Oh, who's going to be the the kick, the returner. kick returner? Who's going to be the kick returner? Reps, reps. Oh. That's what that's supposed to be. Reps, who's okay. taking reps at kick oh. returner? Uh, there's a plethora of guys. I mean, you got uh, Scotty Miller, Raymond Calais, uh, Antoine Win- uh, Winfield Jr. is taking some punt returner reps. Uh, they've Jaden Mickens is back there as well. They re-signed Spencer Schnell, who has some, you know. Uh, experience doing that as well it's it, that is one of the biggest battles in training camp right now i know it sounds silly but uh who's going to be the returner uh is really i mean tj logan had the inside track and really made you think on who was going to be the odd man out at running back um with that decision but now that he's out for the season uh and john franklin the third who's a speedy guy himself who could have taken uh, reps at running back it's going to be hard. very interesting to see who wins this battle um I think maybe Scotty Miller gets the nod on on kick returns, maybe with a Raymond Clay, just because there's size and shiftiness. And then you, you look at someone like Antoine Winfield, who just has that vision, you know, and did it in college, maybe as punt returner. But it's it's really up in the air. I mean, it's really up in the air. And it, where it comes down to is if one of those guys don't make it, now you're looking at a Spencer Schnell, Jaden Mickens type player. Um, who you have to keep on the roster as a sixth wide receiver. So I think they're hoping that you know they can get a Scotty or or Calais or or Whitfield to to really lock down that that um, spot when these two scrimmages come up this Friday and next Friday, so they don't have to keep that sixth wide receiver on the ro- on the roster. They don't have to. The Bucks never seem to just stick with a guy. Nobody seems to lock down. Revolving door. Yeah, it's just okay. This time I I don't know if the coaches if they're on the side you know drawing straws and this time you go i mean that's what it seems like and i mean kickoffs who cares like as like i've said i don't know how many times take off you need one talent just wave in the back <laughs> i mean you don't need to there are no kick returns anymore 
There it's really the, isn't. It's, no, it's the punt returner that matters. That's but, what Bruce Arian said as well. His punt returner is really the one that matters more than kick returners because yeah. of the ability to boot it out the end zone. Yeah. Worst rule ever in the NFL, in yeah. my opinion, <laughs> NFL history. Worst yeah. rule. Winston also threw the ball to the other team a lot, says Russ. Hawks yeah. uh, may lose only five. Best virtual edits video. Uh, Marcus Morris was trying to step on Luke uh, battered angle, ankle. That game is getting chippy. I believe it. Yep. Uh, 12 and 4 says Miller Boys. Uh, what do you think? I definitely think that's a possibility. Tom wins 12. I, I, I just like it. Can you go back to that? What's that? Go back one. Yeah. Look at the. Uh, look at I his. just can't. I just can't. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Allen with the uh poop emoji, that's always good. Uh, wow, really? Dylan says, Hope they have uh Chris stops back Thursday. Uh, yep, best virtual edits video. Hope that so they can beat the Clippers at full strength. Christopher Cole, anything for ratings? You're exactly right on that. Miller Boys, Tom is good for at least four more wins. Eric says, I think Tom's gonna love AQ. Great ad. Uh, hopefully he doesn't love him because he doesn't have to get snaps yeah, from him. I'm not sure he's going to see. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of that. But you know what? Johnny Dean's been saying it. The professor's been saying, please get depth onto the O-line. Yeah. Let me introduce yeah. you to This that. just means that Molchon, Lavrette, and um, Fabiano, and Shackelford just never stepped up and became the the guys that you know they thought yeah. they were going to be and maybe look to see one of those guys on the practice squad. You yep. feel comfortable with guys that you've coached before, and of course, Coach Arians has coached uh, uh, Shipley before with the car. Yeah, so you know, to me, it makes sense. Yeah, because all thirty interceptions was all on Wednesday. See, here we go. Apologists running wrong routes. Well, no, there is some. There is some point to that. The, it he, is, but Tom Brady. Not all Tom Brady's eleven interceptions were because of him. Right. He was playing with undrafted free agents. So right. tip balls happen and stuff like that. I mean, it's just they just jump to defend Winston any chance they get. I mean, just move on. He's not here. Move. It's like Sopranos. The show's over. Move on. Find <laughs> yep. a new show. What, yeah, especially when it's a pandemic. P out there. Dylan says he's not there tonight. The real PG, that would be Paul George. Well, uh, he, I don't even want to talk about Paul George because he hasn't even showed up at By all. By the way, Joshua, I thought that was a, a very good – observation about how other to be without preseason other teams are not able to to see your players that you have in camp yeah and yeah that was that was actually a, a really brilliant observation that how are you going to know who to when, when teams are cutting these guys it's going to be a lot easier for you to hide somebody on your practice squad mm. because other teams never had the chance to see them that was actually that was that's a great observation Thank you. Yes, and I, I think it's definitely an advantage, guys, because of not having that preseason. People yeah. say, well, you don't have those reps in game time situations. But really, if you look at it, those you know first string offense of Tom Brady, he's not going to really see that much in the first place. You may see a series here and there. You're not going to see a whole quarter or, or half. You already know what you've got in most of those starters, especially a Brady and a Gronk who you want to keep healthy. So it's definitely, I think, an advantage for the Bucks. Uh, going into uh, New Orleans versus the Saints. Sure. I think it's going to make right. next year's preseason interesting because you're going to see a lot of guys from this year who, who just got hidden that mm -hmm. other teams might have ended up picking up. Sure. You're going to see a lot of guys coming back on, walking on to, you know, as, as unsigned free agents. You're going to see them, you know, going to a lot of teams that you're going to start seeing next preseason is going to be a, a going to be like the wild and west out there it's going to be interesting too to see how many games it go to because they're already at least cutting one game yeah. without having three without having 
full preseason this year? Did they just cut to two games because because of what happened? Do they? I mean, they're not going to cut it completely, but they do go to a seventeen game schedule next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady MVP says Brandon Spikes. Is that the former football player? Yes, it is. Wow. All right. He's one of my friends on Facebook. Thanks, Brandon, for tuning in. All right. There you go. Brandon Spikes, former Florida. I didn't dress up. New England Patriot. Will you shut up? Nobody cares about to be dressed up. Here's what I think about you. Where, where did it play? What the heck is going on there? Nobody cares about you dressing up. Dress up here. Go play dress up. Bucks are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Go Bucks. Would I look like an offensive lineman? Because then maybe I'm I could like make Zach it into Ripper, Seattle. Uh, three's company. Uh, take a knock on my door. Uh, is Joshua going to be at the deck bar and grill? Uh, most likely he will be. Yes, sir. Cheering for the Cam Newton led Patriots. Uh, I got to ask you about this uh, quarterback battle or lack thereof, Joshua Cole Allen. Either <laughs> the way, I'm going to win. Jared Stenham. Uh, so we'll we'll go back to that in a moment. Is there a pregame show, Peters, on game days? Absolutely. Here on the Sports Web, we'll have your game day, uh, pre, half, and post-game edition. The halftime show, you know, we talk a little bit, and then we get off. We, we don't want to take up, you know, 20, 30 minutes dissecting a game. We want to, you know, talk about the score, see what we saw uh, the uh, that first half, and then get you back to the game. But the uh, post game edition and the pre game edition, you know, all kinds of phone calls, all kinds of text messages from the webheads, we're ready for it. So, we'll and be- I'll have uh, the breakdown from the press conferences as well uh, immediately following the game too. So that'll be fun. There, there you go, because he is our Bucks correspondent out there. He's doing it. Uh, the way we need him to do it here for the sports web and Bucks report. Yes, sir. Says best virtual edits video. Rick Carlisle got ejected auction of champions. Eric White says, should we go after uh, Earl Thomas? That has been talked about by a lot of fans. We kind of touched on that. Joshua Cole Allen. Why shouldn't the Bucks go after Earl Thomas or should they? Because Eric Berry's still out there, so why not go after Eric Berry? Uh, no, but to be serious, uh, Earl Thomas, I mean, obviously just got cut for a reason. Um, you know, I like what this safety group has uh, around it. We've got a bunch of young guys. You don't want to bring in a guy like that to ruin the chemistry. Could he help? Yeah, but I'll give you another reason. $1.5 million. I mean, that's all the Buccaneers have for cap space right now. Could they move some things to open it up? I'm sure they could, but you need that money for emergency situations during the season. Uh, if someone gets injured and you know you need to bring a guy in, you're going to need that money. Uh, it's just not there um, financially wise. And like I said, you know Edwards, Whitehead, and obviously Antoine Winfield have all looked really good. You've got three guys fighting for that fourth spot on safety. Uh, you know, and Bruce Aaron said there might be a possibility of a fifth safety. Depends on how everything works out. And obviously, special teams is key for these guys, so they may carry only four quarterbacks and carry five, uh, five safeties. So uh, you, you've got enough players there. Andrew Adams is a, is a good veteran back there who plays well in special teams. Uh, you got Javon Hagen, Dakota Dixon, along with the top three I just mentioned. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think it's a good idea. Rick? I uh, just here's here's Bucks fan. Do you say Eric Berry's still available? <laughs> Let, let's get both Eric Berry and Earl Thomas. I've heard both of them. Yeah, I mean, do a match right? And just, by the way, happy Madden Day. So uh, uh, not today. So I still play it. I mean, we complain about it, but it's only a football game out there. And by the way, the webhead that said that uh, the pewter uniforms for the Bucks are not on Madden football. That is false. They are on Madden football. Ah. So nice try there, buddy. Uh, you have to. John says you have to look at the entire picture 
Well, the whole comment takes up the entire picture, so I guess we have to look at it. <laughs> uh, receiving core, New England last year. Look at our receiving core in Tampa Bay. It was very comparable. We have one of the best receiving cores in the uh, NFL. I feel like you're the guy from uh, Tool Time. What's the guy's name? Wilson? <laughs> Wilson. You're peeking over the fence there. Oh, there you go, Wilson. There you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, Tampa Bay, very comparable. We have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. People need to realize that with Tom Brady, receiving core is going to be that much stronger. Uh, he says Jameson. It's not Jameson. It's, it's Jameson. It, that's not to be confused with some of the fans drinking Jameson after some of those interceptions. It's great for a little while. It's the best thing we've had in a decade, but it's time to let him go. I do miss Jameis. I'm excited about the future. Good stuff. Best I like that guy. Very reasonable, very knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. And look, I'm not saying back in whenever you, want. you can't work for another <laughs> player if you're not a fan. I just feel like at a certain point, if you're a Bucks fan, you're rooting for this team, you're rooting for their success, and you're turning the page. That's not to say you can't watch Jameis Winston and think about – you know, all the great memories because there was some wins with this franchise, not enough wins, not enough success. And that's why this Bucks organization this is, move on. This, this is the off season, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this is, we're, we're in the preseason or in camp. You're going to talk about, okay, this year, what have we done versus last year? Right. Anybody who freaks out and says, stop talking about Winston. You can't <laughs> right now. Okay, he's part of the picture. Stop yeah. it. You stop. I mean, seriously, don't be so sensitive. Relax. He was the quarterback last year. Yeah, now we got Brady. What's the difference? It's going to be talked about. Well, it's, it's, it's got to, I mean, my God. It's one thing to talk about it, though, but to cry about it and say, we sure kept Winston and this and that, and it wasn't his fault. And, you know, he got the raw deal, raw, you know, end of the deal and everything like that. Well, he, he really didn't, you know. He, there's going to be a fan. Himself. Joshua, there's going to be a fan who's going oh. to absolutely, if the Buccaneers are holding up, Tom Brady's holding the trophy, right? Up in the air, holding the Lombardi, the confetti's coming down. You've got this whole beautiful scene. <laughs> Somebody's going to say, Tampa, we kept on Winston. the ship. <laughs> should have kept Winston. We would have done this. We would have won by more points if we had Winston. It's going <laughs> to happen, okay? Can you imagine I mean, that? It, it's just, <sighs> right. It, it's going to be on the ship. Thing. Yeah. It's going to be doing it on the ship. You had coming out of the cannons. <laughs> Guys, man. Oh. Uh, fire the cannons. Fire the cannons. Boom. There you now go. Listen, I mean, it's it's this simple. Winston was there last year. Brady's here this year. What's the difference? It's going to come up. The topic's going to happen. If you're sensitive about it, you know, maybe this is good for you. You can learn to be a little tougher, okay? You can learn to handle this. But, you know, I mean, come on. It, this is talking football. You're just, oh, you can't talk about last year's quarterback. I mean, what? What? When did that? When did that come come about? You yeah, can't we talk don't. about the guy from last year who caused how many losses. Can't yeah. talk about that. We, we don't cancel you here on the sports web, sports web like everybody else does. This is not the cancer culture or the cancel culture, if you will, on Twitter and other social yeah, media ridiculous. platforms. We let you talk here, so use the phone line. 727-255-0391 and 727-255-0391. It's the sports web. I'm your host, Peter Blake. Did you say Earl Thomas is available? Would you shut up, <laughs> Eric Barry? No, we have a guy that calls in who has not called in in a while, and he calls out of South Dakota. His name is Jeremiah, and I swear to God, uh, he is drunk. 
when he falls most of the time. And it's okay. It's very entertaining. I, I guess it's radio and TV gold, but he's always talking about, you heard about Eric Berry? No. I the first thing out of his mouth. Berry. He goes on my show, Peter will say Eric oh. Berry. <laughs> So that's why he doesn't call my show anymore. He calls your show. No, I, he just commented on my show one time, Eric oh, Berry. How long ago was that? I it was like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Okay. I just, I'm, I, I haven't just, seen him. Just because, just because everybody breathe. It's okay to talk about Winston. Everybody breathe. It's okay that if somebody gets cut from another team and you've heard of him, yes, it doesn't mean he's good for the Buccaneers. Just because he played for Florida State doesn't mean he's good for the Buccaneers. You know, stop it. Look what they built. Look what Jason Light, Bruce Arians, look what this organization has put together. Stop being so critical. Look at what you got. We got better from last year. Look at look at the mess that last year was. It was a mess. We, we lost some games we should not have lost. Why did we lose those games? Oh, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Yeah, well, we could talk about it here on the sports web. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about here. This is uh, fans' uh, approval. You, we right. want to talk from. We want to hear from you. Seven two seven two five five zero three nine one at seven two seven two five five zero three nine one. You guys could sit out there, watch, not call the phone lines and complain about what we're talking about, or you can change the subject once again. Seriously, you can change the Johnny Dean. Seriously. Yeah, where's Johnny Dean at? 255-039. why don't you call it? I got a bone to pick with you. You're trolling to steal Peter's phrase on 10,000 right now tonight on me. <laughs> oh, imagine the Bruins losing for best virtual edits video. I can imagine that. I imagine that every night. Uh, Scotty Miller is better than Julian. Uh, yes, faster for sure. Yes. Brady oh, is wait, hold on. That is a false statement there. Scotty Miller, you're saying is better than Julian Edelman? He's faster. He's faster, but you're saying he's better. Uh, he's not better. Nobody yeah. knows yeah. what Scotty Miller is at this point. Does he have a, a facet that the Bucks and this offense needs? Yes, he has speed. Is he, he Julian Edelman yet? No. He's more not. potential than Julian Edelman had. I don't know if he's more potential than Julian. I Edelman. know you don't. Why not? Why wouldn't what why would you not say yes? Why would you not say yes that potential? Now again, remember well, what what was it? Um potential is the most overly used word. Absolutely. And don't show it on yourself, right? Don't don't show exactly. yourself. That's right. Is a converted quarterback to a wide receiver who's put up consecutive thousand yard seasons, hundred yards. I'm, I'm, I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. He's a Super Bowl MVP, by the way, is kind of outlandish. A couple of minutes ago, you were talking about how you think he could have, weren't, weren't you saying he could? No, no, it was Blake. No. It was beautiful. Blake Anthony said uh, that he had, uh, that, that he thinks he's going to have the most the most receiving yards this year for the Buccaneers. Oh no, that's not me. I don't. I think he's going to be a very serviceable number uh, number three wide receiver for this team. Okay. Between Diana Rossini and her prediction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> and people commenting on this show that Blake Anthony is beautiful, I've got one thing to say to you. <laughs> that's Peter, you're pretty too. You're a beautiful man too. Don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> don't start don't start don't start i'll kick you out of here all right uh let's go out to you shut up brady's better than winston uh Correct. pastor curfew mike evans is better than mike thomas okay 
J. Cole is better than J. Cole, but they're both for the people. I, I Cor correct. He's saying the rapper is better than me. Correct. Uh, here we go. You, you lost me here. LeBron is better than Jordan. It never fails, Mr. Blake. Nice try. Incorrect. Cool. Edits video, laugh out loud. Jameis McCoy, the best players on the Bucks this last decade. Uh, I don't care. No, Mike Evans is there. Oh, really? Come <laughs> on. Oh, my God. I've, I've got to oh, mute me or something. i got to shut up. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't care about the Falcons. They're from Atlanta. I care about the Panthers. They're from the Carolinas. I really don't care about the Saints. They're from New Orleans. Okay. Huh? Well, what do you care about? All I care about is the Bucks. <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, they suck with the, they stunk with Glazers. Rick stuck. Okay, uh, Celtics suck. <laughs> Best virtual edits. <laughs> I need that sound next. I hope Toronto don't play them because uh, even based from this country right now, uh, based on issues, sadly, I res respect that. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, I think he's had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bucks report. Hello. If you need real free, uh, that's a bot. It's a Twitch bot, another Twitch bot. Oh man, look at this! What's going on tonight? Best virtual edits video. I don't know what that is, Wait, right? There. The chain, maybe. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yes, to twenty-five players next year. That would be the practice squad. No Earl is washed up. Uh, hello, no. Why we need Earl Thomas? You don't need Earl Thomas. We've kind of talked about that. WTF? Tough Buck says no to Earl Thomas. Fire those cannons, so we shall. There we go. Uh, why people keep saying Earl Thomas. Stop that. Top Buck says, which Buccaneer has the most fantasy value? I'm going to save this. Joshua Cole Allen. What Buck has the most fantasy value in 2020? Go. Are we talking about value or production? Because production, I think it's going to be Chris Godwin. Um, I think he's going to have the most catches and the most uh, receiving yards for this team. His working out of the slot is somewhere that we've seen Tom Brady excel in his past career, uh, that's where he played a majority of his uh, snaps last year. And, uh, you know, we've seen what he can do. I, I see over 100 catches for him there. And with that comes the yards. So we, we know what Chris Godwin is capable of doing it with with the yards after catch, the ability. I believe he finished third in the league last year with uh, yards after contact um, for a wide receiver. I think he's going to be a great value in this in this. Um, in the first round, end of the first round, second, second of uh, beginning of the second. Another player that I think has great value, but is also a victim of volume. Oh, is going, is going to be Rojo. I think you're going to be able to get him in the probably mid rounds, maybe around uh, right around eight, nine, ten. And if he is what we think he's going to be here, obviously the question becomes with him is pass protection. Uh, to see how long he can save that game. I think he's going to be a solid pickup there who can turn nicely into a number two running back. Uh, Gronk is a nice tight end that I'd like to have on the team because of his red zone threat. Um, but I think OJ Howard will get the more touchdowns than him. Uh, I, I do see, I, I see a lot of touchdowns. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I see a lot of touchdowns for this team. I know, you know, people have been practicing like 30, you know, 32, 33. I, I see it more closer to 40. I see Gronk being able to get 10 touchdowns. I think OJ being able to get around 11 touchdowns. Uh, Evans around nine, Godwin around eight, uh, and then sprinkled in with the running backs, Cameron Braid a couple, Scotty Miller. I think this is going to be a very high scoring team uh, just because of, as we spoke on, 
the inability to double everybody and the fact that you're going to leave somebody open when you do. Uh, Brady is a guy that uh, I normally stay away from uh, in fantasy uh, just because he is a guy that likes to spread the ball around so much. Um, you never really know what you're going to get. What? That's a good thing, though, right? You like to spread the yeah, ball. I'm not sure how that in it, fantasy. That was- it is a good. It is a good thing, but when you're trying to stack him with a wide receiver, it's tough to do. I because I like to. I should have explained. I like to stack my quarterback and my um, my wide receiver, so I stay away from. You know, I've stayed away from Brady in the past. Um, it's a thing that you know because if your if your quarterback scores and your wide receiver scores, you get you know it's almost like getting double the points. But this, regardless, um, but yeah. So I mean, Godwin's my number one guy. I like Rojo as well uh, in the mid rounds. I don't even know what you just said. All right, he, just, he was just talking fantasy value. Okay, that's great. That's fantasy value. But I think the question was, who's going to score the most points for the Buccaneers? Who's the first guy you draft for the Bucks? Who says which Buccaneer has the most fantasy value? Uh, I, Chris Godwin, but I think there's okay. a fantasy value in the rounds you're drafting. Understand. understand. Yeah, I see okay. what you're saying there. Let's kind of oh. break it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's all right. I'm just playing around. It just, you know, four years in the championship, one three out of the last four. So I don't, I, I know a little bit about fantasy. Yeah, you know a little bit about it. So that's good. What about you, Rick? You know anything about fantasy football or yeah, I, I'm a, uh, I, I, I think Chris Godman is is the guy that you're going to want to draft. Um, he'll be the first guy to draft. Do I think he's going to value? Value is a weird thing though because you can get a guy late who who just surprises everybody. Mm. Uh, I mean, there that you you could get a Scotty Miller who all of a sudden has this great year, and you can get him and you know pick him up when somebody gets injured. I mean, there's it's a Value is a value is a weird, weird thing to talk about because there are going to be guys who go very, very late. They're going to be guys who go undrafted, who are going to end up producing. So, I don't, I don't really know how you answer that question. Value, um, yeah, I would say Chris Godwin's your guy. Uh, He's I the best Buccaneers player, but value, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. You never, you never know. Uh, I, right. I was waiver wire is your best friend. Right, like Evans, because of just uh, you know what every everything you hear that's transpired out of camp, trying to make me a legend. I almost feel like Brady is trying to make a point to show everybody that Mike Evans could be the next Randy Moss, and he's going to get this record. I also say OJ Howard because once again uh, he's learning so much from a Gronkowski, and because if you double up on a Gronkowski, or let's say they cut down on those reps, and OJ Howard definitely becomes important. And how could I not say a running back? You've got to go with a running back. You got to go with the victim of volume. If you go with Rojo, he gets those carries. I feel like he could have a very good year if he can catch the ball. Once again, you know, they're going to do a running back by committee. It certainly seems like it could be Keyshawn Vaughn and a LaShawn McCoy and a Dare and, and who knows, maybe even a Calais mixing him in there. So I feel running like back to a tough one in a Brady really offense. Yeah. Joshua said he thinks. Uh, Gronkowski is going to get about 10 touchdowns and he thinks uh, OJ Howard's going to get about 11. How many tight end touchdowns is this team going to have this year? What do you think? There's a lot of three, uh, three tight end 13 personnel that's going to happen on this field in the red zone. Trust me. uh, It's just impossible to to line up um, with a heavy set on the goal line in the red zone uh, and, and be able to cover a guy like Mike Evans's height. Um, you know, OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski, and Cam Brate's height and athletic ability. And if you have all three of them with 
with your running back on the field, with Mike Evans on the field, it's going to be very tough for yeah. teams. Does to that stop, does to that stop. hurt Chris Godwin's stock when it, for fantasy? Because I agree I with you. I agree with everything you just said, but that takes Godwin off the field in those situations. I and, don't. I don't necessarily think so. Um, I'm talking more inside the ten. Uh, that you that you'd probably see a lot more of that. Chris Godwin. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, that Saints game where he broke through two two defenders and you know made it to the made it for a touchdown. Uh, the one handed grab against Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's going to come down to coverage situation and dictation. And uh, you know he's got the yak ability. He's one of the toughest guys to bring down. Uh, as far as wide receivers, you you just look at the highlights. I mean, the tackles he bounces off of. He's he's up there with the best in the league according to Pro Football Focus at at bouncing off tackles and keeping going. So uh, I think that he'll have plenty of shots. He's got – he doesn't have breakaway long speed, but he's got speed enough where if he can make someone miss and get enough separation, he can go for, uh, uh, you know, go for some long scores. And yeah. uh, I just think that he's got the potential. Like I said, I don't think Chris Godwin is going to lead the team in touchdowns. I think it's more receptions and yards, and I think you let the big boys get in there and finish it off. If you're If you're in a PPR league – Going. Uh, let, let me tell you, Dare is is somebody you really need to think about. You talk about fantasy value, PPR at a PPR league. Brady's always got a back that that is just, I mean, catching everything. And, and that's the inside. Yeah, inside. You're right. Inside the ten. Mm. That's the thing, though, that we don't know yet. Rick is and it's a tricky part because you have Lashawn McCoy, you have Dare there. You have a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn, which obviously is behind the, the the eight ball right now, but he does always have that guy. In the past, it's been Danny Woodhead, Kevin Falk. Now, last year, it was James White, but they also have multiple guys. They have a Rex Burkhead. They have a Damian Harris. They have a Brandon Bolden. They have a Deion Lewis. They have multiple guys back there. So the tricky part with drafting that, that receiving back for this team um, with a Rojo as your lead back is we don't know which one it's going to be yet. And we won't know until after the season starts. Yeah, I, I agree with what Blake said though. You, you're, right. you're trying to make Rojo an all purpose back. He's not an all purpose back. No, you're I agree with that. So hard to make it that, but he's I, I agree not. with that. I'm just saying in terms of fantasy wise, we don't know which one of these guys is going to be the James white. If it's going to be shady, if it's going to be Dari, if it's going to be obviously Dari has got the most experience in this system, but you know, maybe Shady's got Shady's got the most experience overall, and I think Keyshawn has the most upside. So when it comes to fantasy drafting terms, we're talking about uh, it's tough to draft that James White role running back for this offense because you don't know which one is which guy it's going to yeah. be, and you don't know which other guy is going to be the Rex Burkhead. Yeah, by the end of the year, you're going to see a lot more Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, absolutely. You very well may, and it may be a case of where he's getting more comfortable in this offense, and because of those lost reps, then you start to see uh, what the Bucks saw when they drafted him in the third round out of Vanderbilt. What you're watching right now is the evolution of Sports Talk Television. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Joshua Cole Allen, Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. I'm telling you, everybody discounting Rojo as being an all-purpose back. I, I really think he can do it, and I think they're going to try to make him that, and I just think you don't give up on somebody that's so young. Nobody's and you saying give up, though. 
Right. Uh, but- he's like a Sony Michelle to me right now. I mean, Sony Michelle has been got passes thrown to him first and second down, um, you know, playing with Brady, but uh, he struggled railing them in. So they use him pretty much as a first and second down back. It's on Rojo to prove to Brady that he can catch those balls when he's called upon on first and second down. I don't think that Rojo is going to be your third, uh, a three down back for you. Uh, does he have potential? Yes, but I think they're going to want to. There's so many options on this team that there's no reason to burn everybody out and, you know, keep them on the field for so, you know, just rotate, rotate everybody in. You'll see LaShawn McCoy on first down. You'll see Dari on second down. You'll see all these guys playing different sets of downs because uh, why not? And obviously we know that game plan is going to dictate how this offense goes the week in and week out and who's going to get the ball. And that's something that Godwin said yesterday. I haven't said in the past uh, last week that, uh, you know they're very. This team is very unselfish, and like I said, when I when I did the the Zoom meeting with Lashawn McCoy, it's one of the most humble McCoys I've ever seen. This team knows that all they do is want to win. Vita Bay said in his press conference, he goes, uh, you know, what takes to the next level to get more sacks? He goes, I don't care. He goes, as long as we're winning, I'm happy. Uh, this team is fully bought in with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians' second year of, of this of the system and with this team that they know they know that they have a chance to go win the Super Bowl and that stats do not matter to this team whatsoever. They don't care who's getting the ball. They don't care who's scoring. Uh, It doesn't matter if there's incentives attached to your deal. They want it. They want it bad and they know that they can have it. And I just, I just see everyone working on the same page uh, and and achieving that goal this year. Super Bowl or what? Uh, yep, more bust. I agree with you on that. I'm happy for Bucks Report. The audience has definitely been growing since I tuned in. You guys put a great draft coverage. You guys are legit. Respect. Appreciate your best virtual edits video. Thank you very much. Just because he played prep and in Gainesville doesn't mean he's good for us. I'm sorry, Vern. Uh, it's still love. Uh, Tom Brady has the most fantasy value, production, and value. Brady, drop Brady, best virtual edits video. Then I would drop Mike Evans. <laughs> Don't draft Brady in the first round if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can get a quarter, you can get Tom Brady in the later rounds. That's the thing. Yeah. Go for the running backs and the wide receivers yeah. early on. Parnell Motley makes the roster best virtual edits video. They said the dude got five interceptions. If that dude makes the roster, that dude must be Ken to AJ Boye, both underrated gyms that were undrafted. He's in a heated battle with Mazzy Wilkins right now for that third yep. spot, uh, mm-hmm. for that last spot. It's going to come down to special teams. Exactly Again, right. the next two Fridays in, in the scrimmages in practice, and we'll see what turns yep. out. Yep. We'll definitely see how it turns out. Buck showed too much personnel. I bet the Saints know by now, but damn how they're stopping that. Uh, Howard, Gronk, and Worfs on one side. Sheesh. Uh, you're forced to load the box on that. You're absolutely right. Uh, think about uh, McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, uh, not Gerald. Uh, you all add Miller and Cam Brait. Uh, bro, the Bucks have so much options. It's crazy <laughs> on offense, at least. Uh, okay, let's read some more comments from Beth Berkowitz. Studio that said Anthony Nelson is locked into the three outside there line. There you go. The media gives up on Rojo. He's a solid runner. He has uh, never been a pass catcher, but I think he needs more of an opportunity to catch passes and he did it last year. I think he gets that opportunity. Like you said, Josh and Rick, if he start to catch the ball consistently, then most likely they're going to feed him. Uh, he will improve. Top Buck says, hell yeah, I'm dropping a vid on Friday about the Bucks players with the most fantasy value. Check it out. That would be Top Bucks 
We got to get him on here once again. And uh, when will we get a Levante David Zoom mini? He's a vet on this defense. I want to hear what he has to say. He's a real deal who has been in the trenches. And it's funny that you would mention Levante <laughs> David. You also mentioned the two best players in the decade being a Gerald McCoy and a Jameis Winston. I don't know. Levante David called and he wanted to know what you were talking about. All right, let's I get can, to- I'll answer that question real quick too, Peter. Uh, tomorrow, Levante David will have a Zoom meeting tomorrow. I'll be on that tomorrow. Uh, bringing the coverage, live tweeting. Obviously, my Twitter handle's right there, so make sure you go follow me on Twitter. And uh, obviously, the Bucks will stream it too, so you'll get your Levante David tomorrow, Bebev. All right, good stuff from our camp correspondent, Mr. Joshua Cole Allen. Once again, how can they follow you on Twitter? Joshua uh, underscore C underscore Allen for all uh, your live tweets for the uh, Zoom meetings and when he's out there covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, representing Bucks Report out of camp. Thanks a lot for your time here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. All right. Absolutely. Don't forget the Audible tomorrow, 730. We got Dean Blandino, former head of NFL officiating, going to be on there. I'm working on a fantasy guest to break down exactly what Tough Buck said, the top fantasy values for the Buccaneers and around the league. There you go. Good stuff, Joshua Cole Allen. Thanks a lot for joining us. All right. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. All right. There you go. Rick Hughes, go ahead and promote yourself. Okay. Uh, you can't, the easiest way to find me, just go to the website, cheapseats.live. Uh, go there. It's got links to everything. Uh, it's got links to my articles. It's it, That's the place to go. Go ahead and follow and find me and be there on September 13th for that first show. I'm excited. If you're ready, the show is going to be great. Absolutely. I know it's going to be Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. Thanks a lot for your time here on the evolution of Sports Talk Television. All right, Peter, thank you very much. All right, there you go. So, Mr. Rick Hughes, of course, we got your phone calls. I'll read the rest of these texts, uh, or excuse me, the web has these text messages, and then uh, we will get out of here for the night. All right, so we read that. That's tomorrow. Yes, sir. Best virtual edits video. Miami Dade Boy, LVD. Uh, he far absolutely deserves the ring. Great show. Thank you very much. Thanks to the guests tonight, Joshua Cole Allen, uh, Rick Hughes, and all the phone callers. Tomorrow night we'll be back with former scout for the Houston Oilers and Tennessee Titans, Mr. Chris Landrion, and plenty of guests. And, of course, don't forget at 10 o'clock, the Loose Cannons takeover of the sports web. That should be very interesting. Stink bastard, Samer Ali, Christian so definitely tune into that and do three things for me early on this Wednesday morning. Bring your passion, bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. I'm your host, Peter Blake, and I'll see you tomorrow night on the evolution of Sports Talk Television. See you then. sports web a sports talk show for the hardcore fans bring your passion bring your excitement just don't bring any nonsense
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.